for cultivating progress across the South, for working to unconditionally improve the lives of all, and for the bold underwriting of every gravy podcast, SFA thanks our visionary Louisville, Kentucky friends, Pam and Brooke Smith. Once upon a time, way back in 2007, when SFA still hosted day camps, we got to have lunch together at Mama Dips, didn't we? Indeed. And I'll have to say, all these years later, the macaroni and cheese and the pecan pie are still worth remembering and probably worth talking about. Yes, definitely. <laughs> For nearly 50 years, Mama Dips Kitchen claimed a place at the top of the South's must-visit restaurant list. Built to feed locals, word that something special was happening on Rosemary Street spread far beyond the Chapel Hill city limits. The late Mildred Council, Mama Dip, first to her family and then to her legion of customers, opened her restaurant in the mid-1970s and ran it to great acclaim and then passed it down to her children and grandchildren. And let's talk about the passing down piece of this story. Because what Miss Council did was to prepare her family to take over the business she built. Every family member who worked in the restaurant learned every part of it, from cleaning to cooking to handling the books. Now, some 50 years later, the Council family has voted to sell the restaurant and the land where it sits. Selling is a bold move for the family and for the town's oldest Black-owned restaurant. Leonida Inge takes us to Chapel Hill, where a second and third generation of African-American family cooks work to make sure Mama Dip's legacy lives on. You're listening to Gravy. 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 A production of the Southern Foodways Alliance, Gravy tells the stories of the changing American South. I'm Mary Beth Lassiter. I'm Melissa Hall. Leonita has the story. Thank you for calling Mama Dips. How can I help you? Business is brisk this particular Friday in June during lunchtime at Mama Dip's Kitchen. Sissy Council Green is especially busy. She's taking orders over the phone and greeting in-house guests almost at the same time, and by name. Hey, Miss Susan, how you doing? Okay, all right, what can I get for you today? Uh, we have zucchini, is that fine? Okay. Sissy Council Green is one of Mama Dip's granddaughters. She got married in 2000, left the homestead, and had children. Sissy and her family returned home almost 20 years later. She's keeping real busy. You want cornbread biscuit or roll? Okay. I'm gonna put everything on the side for you, okay? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know how you like it. I'll fix it up for you. You want any dessert today? Well, I would certainly like some dessert. Today's offerings are peach cobbler, and the cake of the day is vanilla butter cake. All the cakes at Dips are made by Sissy's mother, Sandra Council. There's a reason Sissy is taking so many orders over the phone. Some customers continue to prefer to order their food for carryout. Sissy has the perfect personality to run the front room. 
and she says she's glad she moved back to town in 2019, a year after Mama Dip, the founder and face of the restaurant, died. Mama Dip used to sit out front and greet the customers. Her cookbooks, sauces, and family cake mixes and cookies were always on display for sale, not far behind. Sissy says Mama Dip was a star. She's known everywhere. I don't care where I've lived. I lived in Kansas. I lived in Georgia, Louisiana, Virginia. Somebody in that state has eaten. No, my grandmother have been to the restaurant. <laughs> Mama Dip could cook. She spent years feeding the University of North Carolina community, working in cafeterias and fraternity houses. Here's Mama Dip in 1994. Because I've always, I've loved cooking. It was in my blood, you know? It wasn't no problem for me getting a job cooking. Not at all. Uh-uh. Mama Dip was an astute businesswoman who left her family financially sound after her passing, rarely the case for small family-owned businesses like restaurants. That's why for many folks, it was a surprise when the council family announced it was selling Mama Dip's kitchen, which includes the building and the land, not the Mama Dip's business or the brand. The early asking price was $3.6 million. Corn, bread, and butter beans, and you across the table, eating them beans and making love as long as I am able. Horn, corn, and cotton too, and when the day is over, ride the mule and cut the fool and love again all over. Goodbye, don't you cry, I'm going to Louisiana. Buy coon dog and a big fat hog and marry Susiana. Same song, ding dong, I'll take a trip to China. Cornbread and butter beans, then back to North Carolina. Mama Dip had eight children. The baby of the bunch is Spring Council, who always maintained a close relationship with her mother. At 66 years old, she has her mother's kind demeanor and her height, 6'2". If anyone could explain the family's decision, it's Spring. But first, a little background. Before there was Mama Dip's kitchen, Spring's mom and dad, Joe Council, worked for his parents at Bill's Barbecue in Chapel Hill. When she first opened um, Dip's Country Kitchen, when it first started, uh, it was just the two of us. Actually, she was at Bill's Barbecue with my dad, and then she decided to leave the business and leave him, and then she went and opened uh, dips Country Kitchen, and I was still working for my dad. And then once I was at work, and I sort of thought about my mom down the street by herself, and the next day I went down and, and sat with her. Having grown up in restaurants around Chapel Hill, Spring knows the industry better than anyone. I've pretty much been uh, working all aspects of the restaurant business, from washing dishes to bookkeeping, uh, doing our social media building our website, and then being close to my mom, learning how to cook uh, on on her wings. Just like her mom, Spring can run a restaurant, and she can cook. I asked her to tell me her favorite thing to cook that Mama Dip taught her. What I like to cook is, you know, braised beef short ribs. And uh, that's one of the things that when I was a kid, 
I used to always beg her to make it when a holiday came around, when we knew have a special meal. I said, Mom, please, please make this. But at the restaurant, I would save the chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumplings has always been a mainstay on the menu, for good reason. Maybe the loss of such a delicacy was going through folks' heads when the council family announced the restaurant was for sale. Spring says her phone was ringing off the hook. She heard from friends and from officials with the town of Chapel Hill. Spring has been interviewed by a dozen reporters and a blogger with the Chapel Hill Carborough Foodies, where news spread fast. And there were thousands of story views and hundreds of audio downloads on the story I produced for North Carolina Public Radio. Earlier this year, the eight council siblings and two of the grandkids voted on whether to put the building up for sale. When the yeses won, they started thinking about the future of Mama Dips and an entirely new business model. Yeah, we're looking going back to uh, going to fast casual. So my grandfather restaurant and the restaurant that my parents took over, Bill's Barbecue, that was a fast casual restaurant. So we do have experience in that. And looking at the fast casual, it sort of reduced the amount of staff you're going to need. And then it reduced our menu uh, to the most popular items so that we can easily train people to prepare the food and we can step back. And rather than people sit down on a table, place an order, go up to the counter and order their food and, you know, wait at the table till it's ready, or uh, may have some items they can pick up right away and take to the table to eat off or carry out. So what are you going to miss about that spot in Chapel Hill on Rosemary, I mean, once it's gone and you're not cooking there and greeting people and serving anymore? Uh, you know, your mama's presence and then and the, and the customers, greeting the customers because, you know, the, you know they work, our friend, we work so much, you know, six days a week. Uh, and so when people came into the restaurant, we befriended them and they befriended us. And so that's where our conversation was coming from. So I miss our customers and, of course, mama's presence in the building. You know you sound like her. (laughs) Do people tell you that? Yes. (laughs) When we come back, we'll meet Erica Council and her bomb biscuit company. And we'll hear from the community Mrs. Council fed for nearly 50 years. But first... For over 125 years, Lodge has been crafting quality cookware in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. It started with the iconic Lodge cast iron skillet made for cooking anything anywhere and then turned to the seasoned cast iron Dutch oven and camp ovens. Now Lodge is making history with USA Enamel, the only line of colorful enameled cast iron made in the United States. And like all Lodge cast iron cookware, USA Enamel is designed to last for generations. Visit LodgeCastIron.com to purchase your own USA Enamel Dutch oven. For Lodge's longtime commitment to the Southern Foodways Alliance, and this podcast, we thank them. The future of Mama Dip's Kitchen Family Restaurant is not clear. When word got out the council family was selling the place, inquiries and offers started pouring in. It could be a year before we know what's next for that piece of property. But that hasn't slowed down the council family and the businesses that continue to flourish, in many ways guided by Mama Dib's entrepreneurial touch. As of this recording, seven months after the property was listed, it is still for sale. And for now, Mama Dib's is still open. 
Meanwhile, several other members of the extended council family have made names for themselves as culinary entrepreneurs. Daughter Annette Nisi Council has a line of red velvet and pound cake mixes. Granddaughter Tanya Council has a longtime cookie business and is currently opening up her own shop in Chapel Hill. And granddaughter Erica Council owns Bomb Biscuit Company, an Atlanta restaurant. Her new cookbook, Still We Rise, made Food & Wine Magazine's top new cookbooks list for summer 2023. She also sits on an advisory board for the Southern Foodways Alliance. In August, Erica traveled to North Carolina to the Farrington Barn in Chatham County for a talk and book signing. Oh, and for a tasting. Farrington Catering Manager Andy Yankoglu runs down the offerings. So we have our angel biscuit right here, um, and it is made with yeast, and that's how it's kind of big and fluffy like that. Um, really, really fluffy, awesome, soft biscuit. Um, next up, we have our afternoon. Erica's Bomb Biscuit Company restaurant opened during the pandemic after several successful pop-up events. It started out in a small 350-square-foot space, Today, it's in a 2,500-square-foot spot, growing and thriving. Erica describes her new book about her fluffy, savory, and sometimes sweet biscuits as a love letter to the Southern Biscuit. She honors all the black female bakers and chefs who got those hot biscuits to the table. That includes relatives on both sides of her family. I think what inspired me the most definitely on my mom's side of the family, my granny was what he called those church lady cooks. And, you know, all the people who were able to cook in the church kitchen were great, phenomenal bakers, you know, cookers, anything they could make. And I know I just wanted to be in that kitchen. I wanted to feel, you know, create that same type of warmth and um, comfort that they did. And But really any kind of bread baking, quick breads to sourdough to all those are things that fascinate me and things I've always kind of worked at. It was like, I'm going to master this. And then it's just, you know, from that, it just kind of just stuck with me and I just kept, kept baking. In the book, Erica writes she wants to embody the spirit of black entrepreneurship, following the African-American bakers she honors. For her, that means welcoming everybody to the table, just as her grandmother, Mama Dip, was known to do. She was an, an icon, still is, iconic figure in and of itself. And I think, you know, even now when I hear people talk about African-American chefs and culinary icons, I, I don't hear her talked about enough um, when it comes to the accomplishments she made. She had a restaurant, she owned the land, you know, and things like that. So I think seeing that and just growing up around that, not just her, but all her children are very entrepreneurial. My Aunt Spring, my Aunt Nisi, my cousin Tanya with all her endeavors. So it just, you know, that sort of lives on, I think, in all of us. Come on, come on. If God has been good to you, show some Right across the street from Mama Dip's kitchen is First Baptist Church of Chapel Hill. Reverend Rodney Coleman is the pastor of this historically black church, whose history dates back to 1865. Reverend Coleman has spent the last 10 years at First Baptist. He still remembers his first visit to Mama Dip's. I learned of Mama Dips when I first arrived to Chapel Hill. That particular day, uh, Miss Council was there. Mama Dip was there. I got a chance to meet her, got a chance to meet her daughters, and begin to eat. 
and oh, I ate. Reverend Coleman enjoys eating salmon patties when he visits Dips for breakfast and for dinner. Smothered chicken. Oh, my gosh. So that's when my soul food piece comes in, that smothered chicken, gravy. That's one of the go-tos. Many of our members love their fried chicken and their chitlins. Reverend Coleman says he can't imagine Chapel Hill without a Mama Dips. Of course it makes me feel sad because uh, Chapel Hill still, in my opinion, does not have a lot of, you know, Black-owned businesses, particularly of, of that longevity. So to, to see that come to an end in this era, you know, is, is quite bitter, you know, bitter. Uh, I hope there's a sweet side to it. I hope there, there may be an opening of, a, of another establishment of sort, but yeah, it's, it's pretty sad to me. Whenever I make it by Mama Dip's kitchen, I usually get the chicken Reverend Coleman spoke so fondly about. It doesn't matter if it's baked, fried, or smothered in gravy, preferably over rice. I like the chicken. Kathy Atwater is a community advocacy specialist and a lifelong resident of Chapel Hill's North Side. Aaron Nelson is president of the Chamber for the Greater Chapel Hill Carborough. They like the chicken, too. You know, when she said the chicken and dumplings, I went there also. Uh, but fried chicken here is fabulous. The barbecue is just magic. And then the choice of the sides, it always takes us a little while, right? Because mm-hmm. you're staring and you're thinking. So I picked out some coleslaw and black-eyed peas, and I'm happy to share. Thank you, please. Oh, no, thank you. No vinegar. Mm-hmm. Ah, hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> so eat up. Our meal was served on plates with side dishes and serving bowls. And yes, we shared the cornbread and the okra. And like at any family dinner table, the conversation continued. I asked them what they thought when they heard Mama Dip's land was for sale. What we were most curious about is the business going to stay. Were they just going to sell the building, keep the business here? Are they looking for a new location? Um, I'm happy to hear that they do have plans. For Kathy, the news was big and personal. It was a shock um, to me and probably most of the community who grew up knowing the councils. Um, I myself graduated with Annette Council and grew up with the family. Um, So it was a shock. And as has been said, just having their food be here for decades and feeling like we won't have that opportunity anymore but I'm glad to hear that they are still going to keep the food coming. I'm going to miss eating at Mama Dips with its country cooking. While reporting this story, I've wondered, can a restaurant like Mama Dips be out of style for a southern college town like Chapel Hill, where newcomers might not be that southern? Is there still a taste, a place for a restaurant like this one? Aaron thinks there is, but it's going to be an evolution, and that's okay. It will be um, organic collard greens, but I still think that we will serve them and that this southern tradition will continue. 
I don't think businesses like this close sometimes because business wasn't good. I think business could be really good. Sometimes you just can't find anybody else to take it on. And the people who run them have done their work and they now get to enjoy their retirement. I asked Kathy if she had thought about what should go on the Mama Dips land next. I hope it's another restaurant because, as Aaron was saying, you know, soul food doesn't go out of style. And I would like to see more restaurants with traditional foods like Mama Dips uh, because there are some of us who, like I said before, grew up in this community and, and look forward to a good piece of fried chicken. <laughs> and not chicken strips. Leonita Inge, co-host of Due South on WUNC, reported and produced this episode. As a reporter, she explores modern and historical constructs to tell stories of poverty and wealth, health and food culture, education and racial identity. Leonita holds a master's degree in journalism from Columbia University, where she was a Knight Badgett Fellow in business and economics. We thank Wendell Patrick for Gravy's theme music, Jazar for our donor music. We also owe a huge thank you to Clay Jones and Broadcast Studios for recording and mixing Gravy. Basically, Gravy sounds good because Clay has skills. Managing editor for Gravy and all other SFA media is Sarah Camp Milam. Olivia Terenzio is our podcast editor. My co-host, Mary Beth Lassiter, is our publisher. Want to learn more about the changing American South? Visit us at southernfoodways.org. Read oral histories, watch films, or listen to this podcast. While you're there, become a member or make a donation. Your dollars fund our work and help us make more gravy. I'm Melissa Hall. I'm Mary Beth Lassiter. Excited to lap up another episode of Gravy? Tell a friend. Pass the gravy boat. There's plenty to go around. Gravy is proud to be a part of APT Podcast Studios.